0: Hi, welcome to Conversations with Bob and Sherry. How are you doing today, Sherry?
1: Good, good. How are you? How was vacation? Very good,
0: very good. Just came back from three weeks away, out of town, vacation. So I'm ready to, to get busy and get productive again.
1: Lucky you. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We I think we kind of texted each other while you were, you were away and so many things to talk about. But most kind of a close to home and is kind of a um, little scary to me, is the derailment, the railroad derailment in Ohio, and it's causing um, pets are dead, and fish are da- dead, and, you know, people are getting sick. So, Bob, you're the you're the technical person here. Let's talk about that.
0: Okay. Well, I did look at what uh, chemicals were and, um, you know, what they're, what, you know, I read a lot of, politicians statements about how they're monitoring and everything's fine and they're not detecting anything the primary chemical is vinyl chloride and it's used to make pvc which is in a ton of things now i mean it's you know plumbing and you know a lot of car parts you know the the pl- it's a plastic so uh it's it's a gas um you know it's it's boiling point is really low. It's like seven degrees Fahrenheit or that sort of thing. But when they transport it, they pressurize it so it's in liquid form in those train cars. Um, I, I don't know how many cars were, were filled with it, but uh, what the biggest concern is it it causes cancer, specifically uh, liver cancers. Hmm. Um, and you can't... Uh, okay The OSHA sets a permissible exposure limit of one ppm. Okay, that's over like an eight hour period. So what that means is, above that, they've deemed it to cause problems, health problems. Well, you can't smell vinyl chloride until it's 3000 ppm.
1: So So you really don't
0: know that it's there, parts per million.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, so You know, until it's 3,000 times what they deem to be hazardous, you can't smell it. So you have no idea that it's there. Hmm. Um, So they, they decided to burn it. And, you know, when they burn it, it converts to some other chemicals, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. And the biggest one of concern I saw was phosgene. And now phosgene, you can smell it well below the hazardous level. So if you smell it, it's there, and they say it smells like hay. <laughs> so this is out in sort of the farm areas, but, you know, you smell hay. Is that phosgene or is that really hay? Mm-hmm. So apparently it was a uh, World War I chemical weapon,
1: phosgene.
0: Oh. but And, yeah, so now I'm not unclear. I'm unclear if it has any long-term effects. Short-term, it makes you violently ill and things like that. So, you know, what they they did initially, the EPA, I think it was, got monitoring equipment and they, they were monitoring the air around the site. And they claimed they all also went into the town and they went into people's homes. So they evacuated people and, you know, they monitored inside their homes and they were monitoring for many different chemicals. uh, uh, uh Vinyl chloride is a volatile organic compound, a VOC, so there's one sensor type that can detect those. Uh But they're using instruments that can detect six for the portable and I think eight or nine at the same time different chemicals in the stationary device. So this is what the portable guy looks like. So they walk around with these, and it gives them an instantaneous measurement, and they're looking for the uh, uh, vinyl chloride, uh, I guess carbon monoxide, and and some other things. And then this is basically the same unit, except it's a stationary one. It's not portable. Both of these communicate data live back wirelessly, so they can actually collect the data at a central location uh, while the measurements are being made, they can see what's going on. There's one other device they're using. but All these are Honeywell devices. And this one kind of looks like a Geiger counter. Um, it uses this tape. So now I'm forgetting what they which chemical they were Oh, that's for the phosgene. How do you spell phosgene? Okay. Oh. Uh, P-H-O-S-G-E-N-E, I believe.
1: G-E-N-E. P-H-O-A-S-G-E-N-E. Right.
0: So that one's a harder one to detect, apparently. Um, and, you know, they're reporting that. <laughs> so here's what they say, and I don't know if this makes regular people comfortable, but they'll say, we're not detecting any levels that would be harmful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think when people hear that this causes liver cancer and phosgene is a chemical weapon, you know, they don't want any of it. You right, know? but but they haven't really said if they're detecting any kind of low levels of it. They they're only saying that they haven't detected any hazardous levels. Now, both of the chemicals, phosgene and vinyl chloride, are heavier than air, so that means it stays close to the ground. Uh, that which it makes it less likely to be carried by winds you know, to, to other locations. Of course, while they're burning, you know, the phosgene is in that plume, so it can Mm -hmm. get blown by the wind, but it's eventually going to come back down to ground level. So I guess in the case of the phosgene, maybe that's not very comforting, but for the vinyl chloride, (laughs) so it keeps it, the point of there is it stays localized. Well,
1: (laughs) okay. So I I'm just, you know, now that you give me the spelling of phosgene, I went on Wikipedia and on Wikipedia, it does say it was colorless gas, it is toxic, and it says it's extremely poisonous and used as a chemical weapon during World War I. Mm-hmm. It was responsible for 85,000 deaths. So it is a highly potent pulmonary irritant and quickly fill enemy's trenches due to it being a heavy gas. So, no, it's not comforting, Bob.
0: Now, to be clear, they're actually creating phosgene by burning the vinyl chloride. So, they who's decided responsible
1: to- for, like, ordering the burning of this? I mean... Yeah, I,
0: I, I look for info. I would really like to understand how they take a highly flammable, you know, chemical, a gas, and they burn it. Now, I, I did catch some things about trenching. So, I don't know how... Fast. So if it's leaking out in liquid form, you know, I, I suppose it'll stay liquid and then it quickly evaporates. So I, I think what they must be doing is they're directing it into like a trench and they're burning it so that the vapors coming off of the liquid are burning. So and, it's going to go
1: yeah, up I, to the air and it's going to fall down when it rains.
0: But, so the, count, this- the counter argument might be the reason they're doing controlled burn is because it's so flammable, it's likely to catch fire anyway. So, you know, you might say, well, why would you create phosgene? And they say, well, we're controlling it, but, you know, we, we're pretty certain it would catch fire if we didn't burn it. So they're they're controlling the burn.
1: How you control nature once it burns as a gas and go up to the air, how do we control it,
0: right? Well, there's another... Uh, piece to this if it gets into the water um you know the air monitoring guys were saying that if if it gets into the water if you run a shower in your home and it has the vinyl chloride in the shower in the water Mm -hmm. then the gas will be released into the home
1: (laughs) fantastic wow this is worse than covid
0: Because remember, it's like a liquid, but it's a it, it evaporates at a very low temperature, which, you know, it, it's a boiling point is very low. So it turns to gas like immediately.
1: So how do we know? I know East Palestine is about hour, like 15 minutes, I think hour something from Pittsburgh. Right. How do we know this is not going to impact our local water and air source? Not, well, not Governor Australia Shapiro was,
0: was on the air this morning. <laughs> Governor Shapiro was assuring us that everything's fine that they're doing everything, you know, they're not detecting any. In fact, it was the words he spoke that caused me to want to investigate exactly what they're doing to monitor for this stuff. Because they're saying they're monitoring it, they're not giving a lot of detail. It is available. It's publicly available if you look for it, but the people are concerned. You know, they're wondering, did we did they evacuate enough? Cuz they only went about a 1 mile radius and then they're telling people it's safe to come back to your home and people but are like how do and i know cats that? are
1: dying and then the fish are dying in the streams right so i i'm not you know i can't understand i'm i'm like now that you tell me all this now i'm not comfortable um, in boiling water but then a friend of mine said it doesn't matter if it because it's in the ground it's in the soil it goes up in the sky you know there's not much we can do about it so well, how <laughs>
0: I mean, if if um, you know if, if your shower will put the vinyl chloride gas into the home, I would imagine boiling water will do that too. So if it's if it's in the water boiling, it's not a good idea. <laughs> so
1: we might as well just drink it and pray. Um, so the,
0: I think the important thing is to make sure the vinyl chloride, especially, is not in the water.
1: But how do they do? How do they detect that? I mean, people are not going to be believing. I didn't find it, I didn't look
0: for how they were testing the water. Mm. Wow. But when I heard about the shower, I thought, okay, if I if I were going into one of those homes, I would measure the levels, then I would actually turn the shower on and measure it in the shower in the bathroom to see if it go, you know, if, if we're detecting any. So they may be doing that. I don't know. Well,
1: you know, this is when you're gonna need a mask, you're gonna need a gas mask, not just a cloth mask or a paper mask.
0: N ninety five won't work, huh?
1: N ninety five won't work. No.
0: <laughs> well the, the responders use these uh self-contained breathing apparatus. So they have those white suits. We call yes. them moon suits. They kind of look like astronauts with a, yes. like a like a helmet on. And what they they use um I guess they use positive pressure. So the the positive pressure device must be filtered. You know, to filter out any chemicals, so that way, you know, the positive pressure ensures that nothing can get into the mask, and they can accidentally breathe it in.
1: So it's it's concerning when you have the government um, EPA people wearing these bare protective suit and walk around, and then they say, "Oh, it's safe. You guys go ahead." Yeah,
0: yeah. So you I- go home, and they come up to your door, all you know, <laughs> right, dressed up. Oh, you're fine. Don't worry. You're
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, this reminded me when COVID first happened, Dr. Felci said, "Oh yeah, masks is absolutely useless." And then 2 months later, it is a mandate everybody to have to wear a mask everywhere. So, hope I don't know. This is this is well, ridiculous. Really if people
0: concerning. were listening, that, that first announcement was self-contradictory. Because in the same announcement they said, "Mask will not help you." And by the way, don't buy the masks because the healthcare workers need them for their safety. Well, okay, they won't help me, but they'll help a healthcare worker. That does that, you know. So the the whole narrative masks don't work. You know, it was it was you know they were lying. Their belief was that it did work. They just didn't want people to buy out all the supply. They wanted the healthcare workers to have because they're telling us just stay home. Right. You don't need it. Stay home.
1: Yeah. So okay. Well, you know this is um. I guess we'll see. I mean, next week we come back to do the show, and that means we both didn't die from the, the gas.
0: Yeah. Well, I think to me the biggest concern would be the vinyl uh, chloride and the long-term cancer risk. Uh, right. Because you don't, you know, it doesn't have to be levels necessarily that are going to give you symptoms today. I mean, in, in a way. If you're sick, it's better to have – with something like that, if you're being exposed, it's better to have symptoms so you know you're being exposed and you can protect yourself. But if you're being exposed to low levels, you can't smell it, you have no idea it's happening, and then down the road, you get liver cancer. And we probably won't know for certain until years down the road if that area suddenly becomes a hotbed for liver cancers. Right. They'll say, okay, well, I guess they got exposed.
1: Then it would be Trump's fault anyway, right? <laughs> so, so th- there was a uh, derailment not long ago during the uh, Biden administration, and I just looked up, and, and I don't know. If,
0: you mean the Trump administration? No, Biden. Biden, Biden, Biden. within the Biden
1: okay. administration. I think this is the second largest uh, train derailment, and then there's two other ones that happened over the weekend with so- South Carolina and Texas. Um, so I looked up. You know, did do, do some research on the tr- uh, rail derailment during Trump administration. It was December twenty seventeen. It was the Am- it was an Amtrak crash, but was really interesting when I looked in uh Reuters article and CNBC. It was more like they had a really negative tone towards Trump, and then talked about the derailment and the infrastructure and you know, saying how Trump pushes the infrastructure bill, the safety, before he actually expressed condolences to the victims of the Amtrak crash. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the news reporting on the Ohio derailment and what's happening, the the major news media are reporting the news. There's not a blaming tone to the Biden administration or, you know, Mayor P, who's in, in charge of infrastructure. If you think about all the plane delays, the cancellations, the complete halting of the entire aviation system and this is a fourth um, this happened a fourth larger derailment within two years. And the Democratic come into the Democratic Party came into the administration, promised to fix the infrastructure. And we have we've been having bridges collapsing, train derailment, flight halting, and hopefully, you know, they will continue to improve the infrastructure. We just passed this 1.7 trillion dollar, you know, in what do they call inflation fighting bill, whatever. How much money was in there for the oh, infrastructure? Wasn't
0: there a, an infrastructure bill too? But there was but a it included a lot of green energy, yeah, you know, and, and in a way that's infrastructure. But um, I. I I wasn't a big fan of that. I mean, we have bridges collapsing and, you know, things like that. And we want to help the local governments to make our infrastructure safe. I would have left all that extra agenda stuff out of it. But it's like it's an opportunity to push the green, you know, alternative energies and all that. So they put a lot of money in it for that.
1: Well, talk about the green energy. Uh, Recently, there's a I think nine big well was washed to the shore of New Jersey and New York. Debt whales and some of the um, uh, town mayor blaming the debt whales to the uh, windmill, I guess, in the ocean.
0: Really? I, remember, I mean, did I explain how that happens?
1: Uh, no, but they, they, now, so there's two theories. One theory, of course, the news media said that has nothing to do with the windmill in the middle of the ocean. And I remember. Um, Trump had a talk and saying how these windmills are killing birds. You know, bird would fly by and there would be that ton of that bird carcass underneath these windmills in the mountains. And I don't uh-huh. know how that's not going to impact the ocean when you set these giant windmills and it's driven by turbine and then, you know, um produce power and it was driving the windmill. Are we still using the old technology to drive the windmill for the windmill to produce Electricity. I don't know anything about it, but there's certain blame to these green energy. Why are these whales all of a sudden turn up dying in the ocean?
0: Yeah, I just did a quick because I hadn't heard this. I just did a quick search, and of course now there's you know a lot of the main mainstream media saying it's all been debunked and experts, or, or not debunked, but experts doubt that there's a connection, or they don't no, see any right. evidence of a connection. So I haven't seen, I'll have to look at what the rationale is behind the people who think that it's the uh, windmills.
1: Yeah, let's revisit that. And, you know, it's always, it gets debunked. And then later on, <laughs> how many debunked theory that they had? Yeah. And then two years later, they say, actually, it was a theory that was debunked.
0: I mean, ever, ever since COVID, I sort of, when something like this happens, I sort of shy away from the... You know articles that are meant to either debunk something or advance something, uh, and I just try to look for okay. If someone claims the windmills are killing whales, what's the mechanism? How do they? You know, is it electromagnetic fields? Is it temperature? Is it vibration? Like, what about the windmills could possibly be killing a whale? And, right. and just sort of try to weigh that, you know, myself and look for independent information because. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, when you want to, when your purpose is to debunk something, that's going to bias your your reporting of the facts and everything.
1: Well, just like initially, there's there's no way, you know, COVID wasn't a bat, and two years later, turned out COVID was lab made, and it did lead out from the lab. Yeah, it was very, the original.
0: And, and That was pure agenda. I mean, there was one scientist who was affiliated with that program. Right. He was the one who made up the story about based on the genetic, you know, makeup that it couldn't be engineered. It had to be. And, you know, he was one guy. And mm-hmm. because he said what the media wanted to hear, they just ran with it. And that became, you know, widespread, 90 percent of the media narrative. Um and you know, it took a couple of months before I found out it was one guy, and, and there were a lot of people saying, "No, no, he, he, that, that's not true. This easily could have been engineered."
1: Well, I just think that um, you know, it's interesting you say that because ninety percent of media took the, that one, what one guy said, and ran with it, right? So it took two years for us to find out it was lab lead. It was there is a gain of function research that's being funded and yet and yet the major news media do not go back and make a major news correcting um what would, what they did was wrong they just kind of right. like okay now slap me we just sweep under the rug same thing with the russian collusion information um after six years investigation we know now it was all made up but you don't see the major news media come out and say, you know what, well, we were wrong. You know, it was no. all made up.
0: You don't uh, and see the damage bad. is done. That's, that's, that's the, the frustrating part. Yeah. They accomplished the goal. They got the influence. They influenced the people the way they wanted them to influence them. Then they go, oh, well, we kind of messed up.
1: Right. Too late. Um, So let's talk about the spy balloon, the Chinese spy balloon. Okay. And I was getting a little frustrated and um, to, to – to see how people are not taking it seriously. Yeah. And making all kinds of memes, making fun of this balloon, and like it's not a big deal. You know, and I have to well, say I'm to-
0: guilty of making fun. I d I didn't think I still thought it was a big deal, but I made fun. So but go yeah. on, go ahead.
1: <laughs> but I and, and I don't I don't think people understand the um how significant yeah. this is to the Chinese government. What is such a big win this is to the Chinese government. So the Chinese government has made themselves a timeline. They're going to take over Taiwan in twenty twenty five. Okay? What happened? Why twenty twenty five? If you think about it, we have a presidential election twenty twenty four. And Taiwan is going to have an election, I believe, this year, on their presidential election, and China is throwing money behind candidates that are pro China. Pro unification, reunification of Taiwan and China. What happened in 2024? If China can influence an our election to put someone in office that would turn a blind eye, then they give him an ECN to 2025. So this balloon is going to it's it's a show of force. Is to test the water, right? The balloon was launched. January 25th from the Hainan Island of China. And when China said, hey, um, it was the wind. Well, funny, the wind never blew this balloon into the Russian airspace, (laughs) okay? It did not blow the balloon into Australia airspace. The balloon only got blown into the American airspace and Canadian airspace. And the fact that this is such a violation of our national security, we're letting this. And, and interestingly, somehow the balloon knew exactly where our nuclear storage is, where our chemical lab is, where our F uh, F thirteen storage spaces, and they took pictures of all this, and transmitted to China. So after ten days flying inland, in United States, it got shut down, and the only reason was shut down because a civilian. New, some civilian spotted it, gave it to a local news reporter, then contacted NORAD, and so now they couldn't, the American government could not avoid
0: mm-hmm. to
1: talk about it. So eventually they shut it down after the balloon travel from Hainan Island into Alaska, into Hawaii, and then, you know, travel, and then the fact that they're like, we can't shut it down because we're too afraid it's going to hurt people. But what happened when it went across the Pacific Ocean? What happened when it went to the international water area? If you knew it was launched January 25th, try to fly a balloon into the South China Sea. If not even bordering anywhere near China, just try it.
0: And see well, what the mentioned. governor of Montana said there's a lot of, you know, open space in Montana. They could have shot it down over Montana.
1: In the mountains. What are we going to be afraid of? It killed a couple of squirrels. I mean, look at how many people, now, how many animals got killed in Ohio.
0: Now I, you know, I, I, I think it would be a, a good call to try to shoot it down over water so that you can preserve it and study it. But, you know, my, my only, you know, I, I guess I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because if it were sending information back live, they could potentially jam the the transmission. So they could block it from being able to transmit data. Let it collect I mean if it's collecting it, it's not doing any harm if it can't get out. And then, you know, they, they shoot it down at the end and hopefully preserve it enough that they can study it and they can even see what data was collected.
1: But the message is very clear.
0: At oh, point. yeah. From
1: China. Oh, yeah. We can go into your airsprays. Oh, yeah. Your president are not going to do anything about it.
0: It's and a political propaganda a a win political for China. Propaganda. Yeah. Look yep. at we I mean, and, and basically, you know, our president pretty much ignored it and our government made up excuses. And, and for them to say, well, you know, it happened under Trump, we had like three of them under Trump. And we didn't do anything. Well, how does that help? How is that a good thing to say for the U.S.? It only makes it worse. You know. Well, in other I, words, I don't in other that. words, they would have let this one go if pe- nobody saw it. That's kind of what they're saying,
1: right? My thing is, I don't buy that it would, it happened under Trump because no, I if don't you either. think that's about
0: that's politics.
1: Four years under Trump, they went. They investigated him for Russia collusion. They were mad because he was getting two scoops of ice cream and everybody got one scoop. They he they, he was criticized for drinking too much diet coke. Mm-hmm. He was criticized for everything he said. They were trying to do everything they can to impeach him. Well, now, he was even, always
0: starting World War Three, if you remember that. He's starting
1: so. World War Three. So if there is a Chinese spy balloon flying around United States and Trump decided to let it go. That would have been a perfect excuse to impeach the guy. And, and there say, were more
0: leaks under Trump than any other president that I can remember. <laughs> like so way why did
1: not, if, if there was three spy balloons, why didn't that leak? Right. You know, they were, they were mad at him for getting two scoops of ice cream. It was yeah. like he has to go because everybody got one scoop, he got two. He's drinking 12 Diet Cokes a day and it's causing the... I mean, it was every little thing yeah. he got credited. That would have been the perfect excuse to say he's colluding with China, too.
0: It was just too obvious to, that that was a way to say, well, don't blame Joe because it happened under Trump, too. But yet yeah, to not think that through and say how much that helps the Chinese cause when you say something like that.
1: Right. So the message from the Chinese government is very clear, right? It's a show right. to Taiwan. Look, we're flying a spy balloon in the territory of the United States. And the president is, and the military is doing nothing. And I saw an interview with Tim Kaine, who is on the um, military, I guess, uh, some kind of committee with a Republican senator. Tim Kaine is a Democratic senator. If you remember, he was a vice president choice for Hillary Clinton. He made a statement on this interview, which I thought was... <laughs> I don't even know what to think of it. He said, what well, could have happened is that, that the Chinese military did this without the government knowing it. So we're going to have to wait to see what the Chinese government said. I thought, excuse me,
0: you think yeah, the uh, Chinese
1: military going to do something without the central command to say do this?
0: What, Sherry, think- what, do they do <laughs> to, what would they do to somebody in the military that does something like that without the government's permission?
1: <laughs> he will be executed within like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah are you kidding me
0: I mean and something then, like that could happen in the US because we don't have you know swift executions <laughs> right
1: I mean that state when he said that I felt are you out of your mind right to actually make to do you even understand well then um, yeah I just think that you know people now another problem I have with the spy balloon is so I don't believe Chinese government. Will send chemical weapon through the balloon. I think at the most, they're gonna do in some spy work because I think as much as the Chinese want to be a world power, they're not in the business of killing people. Mm-hmm. However, you do have extremists from other countries that will have that will not think twice of sending objects. Right Into the airways and coming to our country, they could carry nuclear weapon, they can carry chemical weapon. They can carry something like what you said with the Ohio situation where we can't smell it, we can but do damage right. to the country call so,
0: bomb. I mean, but yeah, you make a good point that uh, you know, China doesn't want to inflict that kind of damage on the u s because we're we're their best customer mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. But, But, you know, one of one of the and this might be a little uh, but to build on the China thing, when they're buying property here, they're buying up land and all these uh, assets in the U.S. And people don't like that. People say, why would we let them do that? Well, part of that is because of all the debt that you know we have with China. We you know, they when we have you have such a large trade imbalance that we have, that means that they have a surplus of U.S. dollars in China. So normally, you know, a dollar is only worth money here in the U.S. So the theory is if, if if it doesn't make its way back to the U.S., then it's not worth anything. So when you trade with another country and you pay, pay them in dollars, then they would typically use the dollars, you know, to buy your goods. And, it, you know, you have a nice balance. But when, when they start having this large, you know, surplus of us dollars what do they do with them i mean they're only worth what people want to pay so the the best way to keep the value is they got to find their way back to the country so if you're relying on them for your debt and they say okay we have all these excess dollars we're going to buy land in your country how do you tell them not to yeah, you know, well, so that's leveraged. The fact that we have so much debt and such a trade imbalance is is makes it a problem for us to tell them they can't buy land and assets here in this country. Because well, that could drive the value of the dollar down.
1: Well keep in mind too, a lot of the people that are buying land in United States are not necessarily wanted to go back to China. They're okay. just very corrupt officials and giving their children, figure out a way to get money out of China to their kids. They want to okay. buy land. So yes they might be linked to the chinese government but they're not necessarily going to be loyal you know this is not nothing new i mean for years and years and years corrupted government officials are trying to get their assets out of china because if you leave in china you risk that money to be seized
0: right uh, by the
1: chinese government i mean i think that's why chinese government have police stations in new york city to set up I don't think it's there to catch Americans. I mean, they're monitoring American citizens, but I think at the same time is to also monitor these government officials getting out of the country and they're trying to catch, you know, these rich, you know, these wealthier individual where their money coming from. Um, If you want to do a legitimate route to take money from China out of the United States, it's very, very difficult. So, and I think that's, you know, part of it. So, that's not worrying me as much as this balloon fl- flying in and then right. actually letting it happen. Um, and then to blame it onto the last administration is even more of, you know, I mean, I'm sure the last ministers have done many things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, China made an announcement in 2019, they are going to start this balloon program. Okay. So... It makes sense they produce this balloon four years later and chart, be able to to have the technology to chart this far.
0: Mm-hmm. So if
1: they made the announcement two thousand nineteen, I don't see how they're going to fly. Some, I mean, that's towards the end of Trump administration, and he was he lost twenty twenty. So
0: mm-hmm. if that
1: was happening two thousand nineteen, we know about this. We're in twenty twenty three. What have the America Done to to make sure this balloon program is not flying into the United States, so they can blame Trump administration all they want. The timeline doesn't make sense.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. it makes the uh, U.S. has said that they could steer this thing. So, I mean, it's a balloon. You you know, it's not like an airplane where you can make it go anywhere you want. You the wind is going to exert influence on it, but you know they can tweak that, fine tune it. Um so you know they could direct it to where they wanted it to go,
1: right. It's just very coincidental. It never flew into Russian airspace. It mm-hmm. never looked into Russian military, especially now they have a war going on with Ukraine. You know that's right next door. <laughs>
0: right. Russia
1: is next door to China. It didn't fly into India. it did not fly into Pakistan. It did not fly into Africa. It flew directly to North America.
0: so, so what okay. about all these other devices now? There's been three others, one over Alaska, one over Canada, and one over Lake Huron. And, you know, they immediately shoot them down. Um, one of the without reasons concern, they say they treat it. They, they treat it differently, they said, because it was at 20,000 feet so, or 40,000. One was at 20, one was at 40, but they were in, you know, a danger to commercial aircraft. But,
1: I, you know, you so they just there. blow it out of the air. Just <laughs> up there. I, yeah, do, and then, I I have a theory. I felt what like what are these, they? The, I, I mean, if they like they
0: not retrieved anything that I know of.
1: No, those probably have already been in the air
0: mm-hmm. without
1: the detection of every any civilian. But after the Chinese balloon, I think our government's going to worry about this. Uh, regular people going to start looking in the sky to see what's going on. So this could, I, I suspect these are not Chinese devices I suspect these are American devices and they're shutting it down
0: I mean and- if I'm China I'm telling my people look what they're doing they're just doing that to, they're shooting their own stuff down to, to try to show that they're tough and we know they're not tough because they let our balloon go it almost seems China to me already to saying to be using that. It to I mean, overcompensate.
1: <laughs> we are the laughing stock of China China's uh, China has absolutely no respect for this country now. Mm-hmm. You know, China has, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, but when, when Trump invited Xi Jinping to Mar-a-Lago, they were having chocolate cake. And Trump whispered to Xi Jinping while they're having dessert, he said, yeah, I just shot 50 tomahawk bomb into Syria because they crossed the line. Well, that was a message to China: said, "Don't do anything right. because I can have cake with you today, but mm-hmm. you know, if you do something crazy, I'm I'm a crazier person." And um, you know, well, ta- well, that if you remember the fifty tomahawk uh, targeted all the military bases in Syria, right? So mm-hmm. that move scared the crap out of China, scared of chi- crap out of Russia. No one did anything, and what happened when Trump went to uh, China? He had a
0: royal reception. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Most countries he did. I mean, other than maybe England, <laughs> you know. Right. Right.
1: But still, I mean, you can't deny what happened. Yeah. And he did not greet Xi Jinping at the White House. He greeted him in his personal residence. There was two messages out of this. I. You, I want you to be my personal friend. Be, in China, friendship is very important. Another thing is, he's not; they're not greeting each other on the presidential to presidential level. They're greeting each other on a citizen level, even though there are two world leaders.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: Trump was very smart when it comes to China, how to communicate with them, um, how to, you know, communicate them with in the language China mm-hmm. will understand. But. In the G20 or G8, in happened in Indonesia. If you remember, Biden ran to Xi Jinping, like, oh my God, you know, I, I'm running. And these are very important diplomatic gestures. The two yeah. people did not walk to each other. Xi Jinping was standing there, like a, I'm the I'm the leader. You come to me. Those are very important international diplomatic languages happening on war stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, all, all my life, there's been a movement towards, you know, the kind of as this country shifts more and more left, um, you know, liberal, now more left. It's, it's you know, the that soft is better. You know, let's be nice and let's be soft with everybody. You saw it with, you know, the terrorism thing after 9-11. And it just seems like it's getting worse and worse. And, you know, when you get a guy like Trump in there who's tough, they scream, oh, my gosh, he's going to start the next world war. The world's going to blow up. It's going to be terrible. But the outcome of his toughness is always the exact opposite of what they say it's going to be. You know, and China's not soft. So.
1: Right. And now, I want- I'm not
0: saying we have to emulate China, but you have to be smart. You have to show that you have a backbone.
1: Well, here's, you know, talk about soft. And we, you know, the crime rate has been rising. And then, yep. you know, the soft on crime policy has and the been. the border. Yeah. And has been just devastating United States. And I'm going to give you a um, example. So there's this um, um, lady, her name is called Jennifer Angel. And she owns a bakery called Angel Cakes, based out of Oakland, California. And she's a community leader and activist. Okay? And so this is what happened to Jennifer, which um, she was robbed in front of her store. Oh, she was running errands for the store. She was attacked by a suspect. They approached her, blocked her with her car. The, I'm reading this from um, this website called the IB Times. Um, they approach her, block her with her car, as she was leaving her parking lot in Wells Fargo garage. And according to her fiancé, they robbed, smashed the passenger side window glass, take something from the car. And San Francisco Chronicle reported at this point, she exited her vehicle, started to chase a robbery suspect on foot. And while she was pursuing these people... She managed to reach the fleeing vehicle. However, she got caught in the door and they dragged her by speeding vehicle for more than 50 feet before falling on the street. Her head collided in the ground several levels and she died in the hospital. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. She's a
1: social movement activist and an anarchist. Anarchist. In life, she
0: she was an anarchist?
1: She was an anarchist, yes. Okay. And she was committed to community and social justice. Um, So Jen did not believe in state violence, carcerate punishment, or incarceration as an effective or just solution to social violence and inequity. Read an update on the GoFundMe campaign. So essentially what the family is saying is, okay, it is said that Angel believes in community members relying on one another, leading with love, centering the needs of most vulnerable and not reporting to vengeance, inflicting more harm. Her friends and family aren't in support of arresting the ones involved in her death. However, the police do make an arrest. Her family is committed to pushing for restorative justice and pursuing all available alternative to traditional persecution. So essentially what her friends and family is saying Yes, these people caused her to die, basically murder her, right? They did not stop the vehicle. They dragged her for 50 feet. Eventually, she died. But her friends and family said, but don't incarcerate these people.
0: Uh, Yeah. So here's the problem, okay? You could say, well, you know, we're going to forgive. I'm going to forgive what they did to me. But what happens when they do it again? You know, exactly. what about the other people that they're going to harm? I think that's a misplaced kind of compassion. You know, like, like you know, people see, well, Jesus, love your enemies, okay, and and the different teachings of, but uh, you know, the teaching of the Bible is very clear that on a personal level, you're not to have vendettas and hate and you know, use violence to accomplish your ends, but. The government exists for a reason, and it, you know you have to have to have order and to keep sin at bay. The government has a sword. The government can use a sword, and you know so it's it's one thing for you as an individual. You know it would be against the teaching to be a van, uh, vigilante, okay? But to follow the laws and let the legal system run its course and do what it's supposed to do—that is not you know, against the Bible, I would argue you could be responsible for how many more deaths if you don't let that happen. I mean, if you just let that happen.
1: Well, here's what I don't understand. If this Jennifer Angel is an anarchist, what do you call anarchist?
0: Anarchist.
1: Anarchist. An anarchist.
0: No, I don't know I said- their, I don't know their, you know technical belief, but, uh, you know, generally an a- anarchy. Yeah. Anarchy means no control, no government, no laws. Everybody okay. can do whatever they want to do. So and uh, so that an anarchist is one that, you know,
1: believes in that.
0: Believes and in anarchy. And she's also a yeah.
1: social justice, justice yeah. warrior. And clearly, she does not believe in incarceration. Right. If
0: I don't that's think that, the
1: case, why did she chase after the robbers?
0: Right. Yeah. Let them so have it.
1: That's the case that you. Know, there's no country, <laughs> there's no government. That's Jake, a very whatever. good point. Go ahead.
0: If you're truly a pacifist and you truly don't want, let them go. Why would you go, go after them?
1: Why go after them? Good she point. was chasing them on foot so in a fleeing She's vehicle.
0: responsible for what happened.
1: <laughs> I would not have done it. If somebody took the stuff and decided to run, I'll call the police. I'll read their license plate. I'm not going to mm. chase after the, a fleeing vehicle.
0: So, technically, anarchy, if you've seen The uh, Walking Dead, have you ever seen that? Any of no. these dystopian government collapses, you know, and people become tribal and everybody's doing evil and, you know, you, you got to fight to survive. That's anarchy. That's really what anarchy looks like but these people actually believe that the evil in the world is from the governments, it's from the people in power so if we just eliminate that then all the goodness of the citizens will come out and you know it'll just be all good there won't be any crime everybody will just go along and get along and everything's going to be fine it's just it's it, it makes no sense
1: my guess is that Jennifer just believe that because thinking like we're just going to be against conservative government. And I'm sure she hates Trump. I mean, I feel bad she passed away, but the fact that her family thinking that letting the criminal go is a way to mourn her death. I mean, if, Jennifer Angel really believe in social justice, letting people. She would have never chased after the fleeing vehicle. She would think, well, these people need it more than I do. Whatever mm-hmm. they take, take it. And when she getting dragged around the street, do you really think she's thinking, yeah, let me forgive these people? Mm-hmm. What, how much she would have wished she had a gun on her hand.
0: Right, right.
1: I, think that's I had crazy. a similar
0: uh, thing. We were on the street. I we had three kids. So the, the street we grew up in, there were several other families with kids about the same age as ours. And, you know, they played and I got to know the neighborhood kids. And, you know, you like them all. They're all kids. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, about the time they were teenagers, you know, someone had broken into our shed and we had motorcycles in there. Two of the smaller kid sized motorcycles were taken. And, you know, so I re- we reported it to the police and, you know, whatever. But um, so the police th- caught the people and it was one of the neighborhood kids. Right. And I said, you know, eh, you know, we could just buy new ones. We It didn't really hurt us that much. So I said, you know what? Let him go. I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, press any charges. I mean, you know, I like him. He's a you know. Whatever. And, uh, you know, they they really worked me. They talked about, you know, there's a group of them. They've been doing a lot of crime. Um, there was local small businesses have been broken into, one being a beer distributor. Right. And, you know, it was like this, you're a small town. There's not a lot of crime here. This was like a big crime spree. And they're like, you know, you're the only one. You're, you know, we know they're doing all these things, but you're the only one that, you know, we can, we can nail them to because we found your motorcycles. He has them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went along with it, you know, and I went to the I went to the hearing and I felt really bad. I mean, he came in with his friends were there. He came in acting all tough. And, you know, as soon as the judge started talking, he broke down and cried. And, you know, they shipped him off to, you know, different juvenile detention centers and things after that. And so, you know, often I I question whether that was the right thing to do. You know, I, I, I feel bad for him. But in a way, I mean, I just went with what the police said, and, and, you know, they had a point. Like, if you let this go, it's going to continue. The crimes are going to continue, you know, and I'm a firm believer, same with drugs, whether you're an addict or anything else. It takes consequences to make people change their life.
1: Well, when you talk about juvenile, you understand in Allegheny County, the closest the Schumann juvenile center. So now the juvenile has nowhere to go. They can't put them in the adult jail. So majority of the crime that's been happening in Southside are causing by a group of juveniles.
0: And they just they don't incarcerate them now? They, they go incarcerate
1: because the Schumann Center has been closed. So if you think about that, yeah, you've done the right thing. Now I mm-hmm. give you an example. When I was in first grade and in China, my mother worked for the bus factory, so every everybody worked for the bus factory and working in the Navy, we all in the groups of these government housing. And All the kids go to the same school. Well, this one kid, every day after school, he just constantly harassing me, you know, came out of nowhere and beat me. And eventually all the kids feel bad. And then so the two boys, two of my three of my neighborhood boys will kind of walk with me back home and kind of keep that one boy away from me. Okay, he lives in the next building. Well, eventually my father got to a point, where he just said, this is ridiculous. So my dad waited for this kid. And, you know, when we got to my building, the three boys and with me, and then grabbed this kid and push him to the wall and say, you're never going to do this to my daughter again. Well, essentially what this boy's father did, they lived in the next building. The father came out and beat the crap out of this kid in front of all the neighborhood kids. That was the last time that kid touched me or anybody else so i mean yeah there is a point to, there's there's a point to punishment right he eventually i mean we were being nice not to report it to my father i kept it you know okay you know once or twice but when it's consistently happening it became a problem and yeah and um so once this kid got you know my father told him how to do it his dad beat him up and then that that was the end of that that was Smooth sailing after that. <laughs> so, you know.
0: Yeah, it's not like that here anymore. I mean, things like that did happen when I was a kid. You know, like if you got in trouble in the school and the teacher, you know, they talk about teachers hitting kids. If they you didn't tell your parents, because if you told your parents, you'd get in trouble at home, too. Right. <laughs> now the kids go, oh, the teacher was mean to me. And then the parents go after the, the school. And, you know, that started when we were young parents.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, my son does the same thing and then he'll come home and he didn't get good grades. And I said, well, when you come home, if you don't get an A, you don't get to play drums. You don't get to do anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I was serious about it. He knows I don't play around. So he came home one day. He goes, here's your A. I'm going to go play drums. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since he's been bringing home A's for his dad. So, so I said, you can apply yourself. But they choose not to because an environment doesn't support that. You know, we used to be in the classroom, everybody competing for the top grade. So Mm -hmm. you don't, your parents don't even have to tell you to do it because you feel embarrassed when you go back to school, you don't get a good grades. You know, you have 40 students in the classroom. That's the group that never gets good grade, but they're good athletically. But there's a group of us, they're academically good. So... Mm -hmm. You know, there's so the culture really not promoting um, the right thing.
0: So, um, did you hear about? I, I I just caught a piece of it. I, I should look into it, but I heard there was a bill that a, a, a maybe a, a it was a Republican, I'm sure, but I would no. assume a congressman. They're talking about a bill uh, that make a law that would not allow children under 18 to be on social media, and you know, there's an or or to have their parents be able to restrict it to have give the parents total control over whether their parents have to have it or not but there was also a piece in it that once the once the person turns 18 their entire social media history is is obliterated it's gone no it's not traceable recoverable or anything now i don't know you know technology how you do that but it sounds like a great idea to me
1: well, I think they should start doing that to twenty-year-olds because some of the stuff these people post on social media, and I just thought to myself, really, even some of the thirty-year-olds, you know. Yeah. But um, I want—I oh. put this on my personal web uh, Facebook. I think I will put this on the most politics. It was an interview to the CEO of TikTok, and In the interviewing okay. asked the CEO, "Do you let your children have TikTok?" He said, "Absolutely not, because they're too young." And he right. said, in America, um, you can actually turn TikTok off and monitoring, um, but I don't think parents do that. But in he even said, in China, above 13, if you're older than 13, they limit certain contents. So this is a CEO of TikTok, who is a Chinese citizen, who tells you he's not letting his children look at TikTok because it's toxic.
0: Right.
1: And, you know, so it, well, it, it's... <laughs> Really Steve
0: Jobs, you know, the the father of the, you know, smartphone and the iPad wouldn't let his kids have them. You know, and and these engineers and people that wrote write the software for social media, they don't let their kids on social media.
1: There you go. You know?
0: Which I kind of have an ethical problem. It's like, okay, you're going to promote this stuff for other people, but you know it's harmful, so you're not going to let your own family on it.
1: Well, just like does China have a fentanyl problem?
0: Hmm. No.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> China You don't see Chinese kids dying left and right overdosing on drugs, right? But they're right. shipping it out to the United States. Wow,
0: well, and you know, they I think they know, and of course the cartels know that you know, you just provide good drugs to this country and people are going to just suck it up there's Does always the bo- gonna be a big this market cartel bosses
1: for it. human traffic their own children
0: i mean when fentanyl first when it first became you know that this synthetic fe- well is all synthetic but this black market fentanyl was appearing in heroin and things it was viewed as a bad thing because mm-hmm. you could accidentally now it's you know addicts seek it out they want fentanyl
1: right even even knowing they can die from it which right. is crazy so um you know, and and I here's the thing. I think, given the the election that the Republican has lost, you know, especially in Pennsylvania, especially in Allegheny County, and we know a lot of these um, candidates, and we know the committee. Every time they're being disappointed, they're disappointed, they're disappointed. One of the things I was watching the State of Union address, um, spare sparsely, and. I think the Democrats just have great messaging. Okay, here's here's an interesting thing. They said the rich people should pay more taxes. It's unfair in this country. The wealthy people do not pay taxes. Meanwhile, while they're saying that, the IRS has um, made a rule. I- I'm going to read this because this impacts a lot of the people in the surface industry, as you know. My husband and I own a bar and restaurant, and this is about tipping. People get tips for a living. Um, so the IRA, this is on the RS website. Introduce a new service, Industry Tipping Reporting Program. If you read this thing, it, it's called a SICA program. They propose a SITCA program. Is designed to take advantage of the Point of Sale System, Attendance System, Electronic Payment Settlement Method, to improve tipping reporting, tips reporting compliance. As an employer, I can participate in this program. Essentially, what I'm doing is I'm reporting my employees' tips now, but it, I'm based on what their voluntarily. Reporting. So if right. the tips is on credit card, is It's all there. So I'm reporting the credit card tips. But they also receive cash tips. Okay. So essentially, is I need to dig into my employee and say I need to know your food tips. I need to count your cash tips. So participating employer demonstrate compliance with the program requirement by submitting annual report after the close of calendar year reduces the need for compliant review by the IRS. So ultimately, if I don't participate in this program, the way I'm understanding it, and participate employer receive protection, essentially I will receive protection from the liability under the rules that define tips as part of the employees pay for calendar year. So if I, what that means on the flip side is that if I don't participate I would not receive protection from the IRS, right? I will okay. be liable for auditing. So, as a small employer, what do I do? I have to participate, you right. know. So I have to say, oh, "I need you to report 100% of the tips." So now, are these are these people that work in a restaurant and bar most of the time? They're students going to college. They're single mom. Their people need a second job to supplement their income. Are these the wealthy people? But interestingly, most of these people vote Democrat because they believe Democrat goes after the rich people.
0: Hmm. <laughs> well, I, it's 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 clearly a lie, and I I don't understand how more people don't see it, but. You know, when we were in – the Democrats will always say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and we're going to make the rich pay for it. But – and people buy that. But then, like you said, they they now are going to tax, you know, people personal transactions at $600. You know, they want that reported and taxed. And, you know, now the tips. And the reason they do that is the number of – Low-income, middle-income taxpayers. It's a huge number compared to the number of rich people and right. corporations. Yes. So, when when we, when we during COVID they gave out sixteen hundred dollars stimulus check, and I did the math because they were saying the rich people should pay for it. I did some quick math. I I found out how many checks went out, multiplied it by sixteen hundred, and got the number that was for one month. Then I did the best I could to find out how many billionaires there were in the United States. And I said, if we taxed every billionaire $1 billion, mm-hmm. how long could we fund these $1,600 paychecks? And it was like one and a half months. There so the are. amount of money you know, that we would give out in one and a half months, and, and $1,600 a month is not enough to live on. So even if you took all of that from the billionaires, which some people were saying you do... The billionaire, you would, you would take a billion dollars off them. You'd lose a bunch of them then because there's a bunch of them that are only worth a billion dollars. So that's a dwindling asset. Mm-hmm. They have money. They're going to leave the country. Right. I mean, I'm going to get rid of my – You know. so not only do you hurt the, the, the business, you hurt the economy, you hurt jobs and everything. You can't possibly pay for it all. So, you know, when people people just think it's okay to to pay for college education. Okay, just do all this and we're going to take it off the rich people. They buy that and, and you got to do the math. You got to think it through. It's not working. That's why they're going after the $600 transactions. And that's why they're going after the tips because they know they can't pay for this stuff.
1: Well, here's an interesting thing. So, I softly talk to Let me just include four people. So, Two people in their mid fifties. Two, these are women. Uh, three Caucasian women. Two people in their fifties. Um, one is a single mom, and is um, finally has a job now. And she was on uh, collecting government benefit for a little bit. She's still on government benefit. Um, she had a full time job before and college educated. Another person who used to be a stay home mom, divorcee, broke up with the previous ex-boyfriend now is a uber delivery driver um the third woman she is a stay-at-home mom now all these people are college educated um and she stay-at-home mom her her husband worked for a big tech company um and you know she had jobs but because her husband is making decent amount of money now so she doesn't have to work and the child care is actually way more expensive another person she's uh in her early 30s. She is a mixed, she's half black, half white. Um, She's going to school and she's a waitress. Okay. All four are Democrat, identify themselves as Democrat, registered Democrat. So here's my question to them. If you know what you know now, would you still vote the same way in 2020? So the first person who's a single mom has a, Kid that's my son's age. Says yes because there was way more things went wrong went wrong under Trump. So when I ask her what, give me one specific thing that you think what Trump did went wrong that impact your life, she mentioned the classified document. And I said, wait, wait a second. The classified document was um, after he left office, and he's the president; he can declassify. She said, oh, COVID. She said, I don't like the way he handled COVID. But the history of this person is he never liked Trump to begin with. But then he's... She is a she. But then she also does not like illegal immigration. She does not like open border. She doesn't think we should be soft on crime. She likes low taxes. And she thinks the school should teach math. Okay? So everything she wants... It's the Trump policy, but she voted the opposite and she will continue to vote Democrat, um, regardless. Um But the this and I wanna just tell you, these also the people they don't really watch the news like we do. But you have mm-hmm. to respect the fact that they do vote, right? Their vote counts. Yeah. So these are your voters. And so the Democrats messaging reach out to these voters now the second person who delivers for uber she did a where uh, she did the ride share for a little bit what she is saying to me is she would not have voted at all she know what she knew now she wouldn't have voted at all so when I told her about the new tipping system what she has a report at 2024 because Previous administration, previous Congress will allow twenty thousand dollar and two hundred transaction. After that, you oh. must report it. Okay. And the last uh, Congress voted to six hundred dollar worth of transaction. Okay, so it went from twenty thousand two hundred transaction to minimum to maximum. They speed. love
0: that six hundred dollar number,
1: right? Um, so Somebody
0: that's the second Mac. person.
1: The third person. The stay-at-home mom and her husband worked of the big tech. I asked her, if you know what you know now, would you have voted the same way? She said the same thing. I would have just not vote. They're very disappointed with Biden. And one in particular said they were actually disappointed with Kamada because they felt like Kamada would have been doing more. They're like, where is Kamada? They never heard from her. The, the fourth person is a young woman, single, going to school, you know doing the waitress thing i'm going to have to tell her about this new tipping reporting see how she feels she only voted at midterm because of the abortion issue that was the only reason she voted so that was very interesting to me because whether you agree or disagree with these people and i go to these conservative events and they're kind of driving me crazy a little bit because they're like well People don't make sense. They don't. They're not rational. They're this and they But at the end of the day, I don't care. If you agree, disagree. They vote. Right. So their vote counts. Yep.
0: You have to learn to communicate with you them. Have yes. You have to be able to communicate them. with
1: these people. Exactly.
0: See, so the Democrats counts. are perfect at persuading people to to go out and vote for them, and you know, Republicans typically go well. For example. He's a racist, 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 fascist, 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 you know, uh, Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale. They just say this stuff over and over and over. And Republicans look at it and go, well, there's no basis for it. It's not true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It works. It, it doesn't matter.
1: It works. Not only do
0: they say it, they get the media, they get Hollywood, they get. So you just have this messaging, and people believe it. You said the one woman said she voted for, she would have voted for Biden again, regardless, because regardless. Trump was so bad.
1: Right, but when I asked her what what Trump did so bad, she just referred back to COVID. Now I was not going to argue with her that Trump yeah. shut down the travel from China, at the end of January, and you know lived. At, took 245 diplomats out of China because he knew something was wrong. Um, he developed the vaccine. He will speed up the vaccine development. All of these happened under Trump, but conservatives just have a very terrible messaging. Although yeah. I've, I've listened to some um, Kevin McCarthy's interview. I have to say, we have a tough speaker. The Republican yeah. now has a tough speaker. And um, it, it was... You know, he gives a right back. He's not shy from it. And we'll see what happens. But continue this path. If the conservative continue this path and being being condescending and being um, dismissive Mm -hmm. to Democrats or dismissive just to people that have a little bit different opinion of them, Republicans are not going to win any election.
0: I agree. You can't just think about what you know and what you believe. You got to think about how you can get more people to see that.
1: Exactly, exactly. And then get in your
0: little bubble, and
1: (laughs) that's the whole thing. Republicans in this little bubble, they get together. You know, when the election happens, they go out campaigning, and they don't have a lot of young people. They're, you know. There's a lot of older people, at least in Allegheny County, what I see is a lot of older people have a very, very conservative belief, and they keep losing elections. They keep Mm -hmm. picking, you know, I I was talking to one of the local committee chair uh, with one of the recent election that's lost. Um, They pick someone that has not been in the political field, and actually all three special election, none of those candidates were in the political field. And the Democrat has a young kid. They have. They've been grooming or cultivating for years to get to this position. And when this person won, all he had, all this local chair said, now nah, he has a job for life. Well, first of all, we don't know if he has a job for life. Secondly, right. it doesn't matter. He won the election, mm-hmm. and it was a very big difference in vote count. You can blame the vote, and vote. You can what do whatever you wanted to do. Right. The Republican Party are losing elections, election after election yeah. after election, and and just so another interesting thing is they're finally start reporting honestly on the condition of uh, John Fetterman. I mean, I wish him well. Hopefully, he'll recover soon. But as of a couple of days ago, he's still in the hospital. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's not going to get any better. I mean, that's what you know. That whole thing, I'll be better by January. That was, you know, against all the medical experts that understood his condition and everything.
1: But people believe it.
0: Yeah. And then, Repo- what do the Republicans
1: do? They put out a candidate from New Jersey, right? Instead of someone that everybody can recognize and can relate to. If they would have throw their support behind Sean Parnell, it's like this this uh govern uh Congressman Santos and he admit he lie about his Jewish background, all that stuff but uh Elizabeth Warren lie about being an Indian American Indian there was another um Democrat congressman lie about his uh, Vietnam record Hillary lie about when she visited visited Bosnia you know Bula was flying um she was greeted by flowers, not by bullets I mean <laughs> The Democrats stood behind their people. Yeah. But the Republicans said, no, we got to get rid of this guy. Okay, look over to the Democrat side, see what they did for their elected official. If you don't back your candidate, you're going to be scrimmage every time the media come after you. Then you lose. Right. Then you lose. You want to be, you never can never play the Democrat game. So... Mm -hmm. It's just amazing to me that it's, it's it's frustrating at the same time. It's like you keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. So, well, we went a long. We talked about a long time today. Yeah,
0: I could say more, but I think we ought to wrap it up. <laughs> we gotta
1: wrap it up. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, and we wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day.
0: All right. Good seeing you again, Sherry.